If I used the name Baron Longfellow to a lot of people, who would recognize that right away? <laughs> well, I know my mother would because she doesn't want to call me that. Um, I think that basically um, there are certain people in, in, in uh, I think maybe a uh, record, uh, it would be, uh, come under maybe a little trivia at this point. Um, but um, there are certain places in Europe and certain places in Canada and certain places in, uh, in California that would know the name Baron Longfellow. But uh, uh, if you dug a little further, you'd know that um, he, he, he once traveled under the name Andy Kim. Where have you been for the last 15 years, 13 years? Um, well, part of it, uh, there was a brief moment in time where after uh, my dad passed away, I got out of the business and tried to really find who I am and, and what life was all about, as I'm sure we all do when, when uh, we lose a parent. Uh, and um, uh, the, um, the, the, the journey brought me to a place that said, uh, it's not the fact that you're dead that counts, it's how did you die, and, and it's not the fact that you're alive that counts, it's, it's how to... Uh, how do you spend your heartbeats? And um, I um, started to grow up and um, realized that uh, there, uh, there is a, um, um, a human being that needed to express himself in the music business. And, and so for the past few years, I've been writing and, and um, knocking on doors and, and, and hoping that uh, my time will be at hand where someone will uh, listen to my music again. You have a new life coming up here. What, what can we expect? What are you working toward? You must have been writing. You, you can't say to an artist, you're not going to paint anymore. You can't say to a writer, you're not going to write anymore. You must have, you must have had uh, some thoughts, some creative uh, ideas over the past years. You got them down on paper. What are you going to do with them? Um, I, at this point, um, I'm, I feel like I'm 16 years old again, and how do we ever get this way is just coming out. Um, I have... Um, uh, you're very, very uh, correct in saying that uh, you know I've just been been writing a lot and trying to get whatever's in my heart and soul uh, down on paper, and I've uh, come uh, up with I think the best music I've ever written, and uh, I've been uh, uh, playing it for musicians that I really, really respect, and uh, we'll start recording an album real soon, so you'll be hearing from me. One of my favorite songs of all time was uh, was Rock Me Gently, and that that goes back into the 70s. Uh, 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 an amazing hit, and even when you play it today, it stands the test of time. And uh, not many, not many artists can say that about the material from the past. But a lot of the uh, the material you put out uh, has uh, a lasting quality to it. Well, I'm I'm excited about that because I, I I think that if um, if I may be uh, allowed to reminisce a little, I look back at at, at the songs that that. Um, that uh, I've been uh, responsible for and been a part of, and um, <clears throat> excuse me, I realized that I grew up in, in in a country where there really was no Canadian industry, and um, I was uh, very fortunate to have um, uh, found a gentleman by the name of Jeff Barry, who, um, with Phil Spector and Ellie Greenwich and and um, their group of uh, people, were responsible for a lot of the huge records no uh, in the 60s and into the 70s. And he was um, um, very, very taken by a certain style that I had, and, and that permeated not only the Andy Kim records, but also the Archie records. And, um, and I know one thing, I know that not that many people listening out there know what I look like, um, but they're familiar with my songs, and I think that the heartbeat of the songs are from 
from uh, a very honest place, and and uh, I think that that's what they that's what they um, hear. And music that lasts is music that that has touched your emotion somehow. That's right. And um, I'm extremely extremely proud and flattered that that you know these songs keep keep uh, staying alive. Um, and um, it's just it's 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 something that I, I can but yet can't explain. You think the message of those songs may have fit the times too, uh, and what you've got in mind now will fit the times of today? I think so. I think that um, the the um, um, for the most part the world continues to change. You we realize uh, that uh, six months ago we would never have thought that that the world would have would have a, a brand new face. And um, uh, but the thing that continues to elude us all is um, how do we interact with each other? Do we care about each other? Do we um, do we find ourselves um, thinking not only about how do we make the next dollar, but but how do we treat a friend? How do we treat uh, a lover? How do we, uh, how do we hold treat somebody? our families? Yes, absolutely. And I think that one of the the, the sad part things for me is that um, w we. Uh, Technology has, has, has really isolated us. You know, we're, we're, we're using facts where at one time um, we were able to pick up the phone and call someone and, and give them the information, but sprinkled with that is, how are the children? How do you feel? How's the wife? And, and uh, well, I have a problem today. And, and, and you talk about it. But right now, uh, with faxing, you can't get that information on uh, because it's, um, it's not pertinent. And, um, and I think that's the... The sad thing for me, we're, 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 we seem to be washing away um, some of the... Um, the personal side. The personal side. Because it is an impersonal age, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think a lot of broadcasting today is bland. Uh, I think a lot of television we watch is bland. There are some exciting things. You can't say all. I don't like to generalize. But it is a more impersonal age we live in, and it's hard for a poet because that's what you are. Well, I thank you. I, I, I think that um, we all look to, to connect somehow and um, the more we we isolate ourselves the, I, I think the, the, the vacuum is, is really going to be acute and I think that's something that we have to know how to deal with we're, we're too involved in in um, things yeah I, and, and I don't think that um, the, the man is happiest by the amount of toys he leaves behind you know if you don't mind just for a moment I'd like to go back to you told me a story here about how you were a persistent young Canadian who sat in Jeff Berry's office, I don't know if it was day after day or week after week or month after month, but would you just tell me that story again, because that's a beauty. Well, what happened was, um, um, as you know, I'm from Montreal, and um, at the, in, in, the, uh, in the 60s, uh, there, there really was no Canadian music business. And every time I reached out to, to find some form of, of um, a thought process that would help me achieve my dream, which was to make records and, 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 and get on stage. Um, I was always deferred to, well, you have to go to the U.S., you have to go to the U.S. So um, at, um, at a very early age, at 14, as a matter of fact, during uh, our Thanksgiving week, I um, begged uh, my family to let me go to New York because I had this dream uh, that I was going to get signed and, and people were going to, uh, you know, um, uh, buy my, my songs and, and, and my talent. Um, and um, I got to New York and picked up uh, a billboard and, and uh, at 
uh, that point, I looked and, and saw who was on the charts, and I think Jeff Barry had about 10 songs on the charts at the time. And um, I um, thought, well, here's someone who was, who was really in the know. Here is someone who was doing a lot, a lot of work, and he'll need somebody. So um, I went to find out who, where he was, and, and I got an address. And the first week that I was there, I, I got whatever information I could on him. And then I had to go back to Montreal because I was still in school. But that summer, I, um, I went back, and I spent two months. And um, I uh, walked in. I had my shirt and tie and jacket because that's how we went to school. And I asked for Jeff Barry, and they said, um, well, he's not here uh, at the moment. Do you have an appointment? I said, no, but I'd like to meet him. And they said, well, he's not here now. So I said, do you mind if I s s uh, wait for him? And they said, no. And I sat there, and it became a vigil for two months. I would wait from 10 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock at night, waiting for him. And no one said anything. And I think after a while, they thought I was a weirdo, and they were afraid to kick me out or something. And um, uh, needless to say, the persistence paid off because... What I did not know was that he was out of the country. He was on vacation. He was doing some projects. No one told you? Nobody told me. Um, and, uh, you know, they, are, this business is, is full of kind of weirdos, and they figured I was one of them, and maybe I was, but I, I, this is the man I wanted to see, and that's where my brain was. Um, I came back uh, one morning, and because uh, I, had, I had left the tape every day, I would sit there and see if he'd listen to my tape, and they said, not yet. Well, that particular day, I came back, and sure enough, he had listened to the tape and wanted to, to see me. And I really, really flipped. And our relationship started from, from that point, you know. And um, years later, um, the, I, the likes of Jeff Barry and Lieber and Stoller and Jerry uh, uh, and I bumped into each other not too long ago. And um, uh, he um, still remembers the, the, the months that I spent waiting for Jeff outside the door. You know? It's a wonderful story. And, uh, you know, so many people in our business, uh, Baron, uh, have, the, have the same story. I know it was the same with me when I was a kid and I wanted to get in the radio. I did the same thing. I just sat around and bugged him until I got in. And it's, our t the times were different, though. I don't, I don't think it's as easy to do that today because everything's so impersonal, back to what you were yeah. saying about before. I don't think they... We, we could get a chance today that way. Well, I, I know that, that um, uh, when, um, when I talked about being in the music business and I went to New York the first time and people were telling me that there are over 435 singles out every week, what makes you think that someone with no musical background, no connections, no anything, could ever survive? And it didn't matter because I had a dream and I believed in it. And I think that there's a... There's a young fellow that has been listening to you for a long time, and there's someone who's just starting out that's listened to, to, to me for a long time who says, I can do it, and I really believe it. I think that, that the, the parameters and the walls that, that the industry ha has built up is only to keep those away that really are not focused and are not serious about it. You know? I would agree with that. I, I think you're right. It's a positive way of looking at it, too. All you're saying is that they've changed the, uh, the color of the wall or the size of it or whatever, but you can still go over it if because in essence with andy kim or baron longfellow with myself with a lot of people it's just that the determination comes from inside you that's what you're saying yeah I, and, and I, it doesn't come from um uh, a uh, a book it doesn't come from someone telling you something there's um um you know 
Iris Pottle, I, I, and I still remember this, was, was teaching his class, and um, one of the students asked him, how do I acquire knowledge? And, uh, and, he, and he asked him to come down, and, and there was a pond there, and, and quickly he took the student and, and put his head under the water until he knew that, that he was near drowning. And then he pulled his, his, his head up and looked at him, and he said, when you want to... When you want to acquire knowledge as much as you want it to breathe, you will find it. And I think for you and I, it was a matter of survival. That's right. It, there was no ch multiple choice. Do I, do I get into radio or do I go into the brick business? You, no. were, you had to do this or else you would have died. That's I mean, right. It's, it's that acute. And, and when that energy happens, nothing can stop you. I agree with that. That's the best description I've ever heard, by the way. Talking about Aristotle, I read a thing, uh, Albert Einstein uh, made a, a comment once that uh, uh, the thing that you never say in the scientific community is a phrase, I know that, <laughs> or I know. And I never thought about that, but you think about the, the words. When someone says, I know that, or I know it, yeah. wrong. I mean, that's not what the science science is all about. One last quick story out of the uh, out of the past. And I know you don't want to bury the Andy Kim uh, persona because it was a success, but I couldn't believe when I saw that Sugar Sugar with the Archies uh, was one of the biggest hit records of uh, like 1969. I mean, like number one for the whole year. It was. It was. I think it was number one Billboard for eight weeks in a row. Um, it was. It was a magical time. Um, there was uh, a lot of. Uh, fun in in New York at the time. It was um, I was privileged enough to be part of the the the, the fade out of, of the Brill Building, but there was something that was instilled in, in my bones then, and um, I carry it with me. Um, that whole period of time, which included the Archies, was was just it was it was incredible. It was a time when um, not only was uh, was there um, just you know creativity in the air, but there was the likes of, of Jeff Barry, there was the likes right. of Don Kirshner, um, who really had, had a vision. Not only did, did it work with the monkeys, but he felt he'd take um, Archie and Jughead and Betty and Veronica and um, put them in a studio and, <laughs> and, and make it work. And I think that when someone calls you and says, would you like to write for the Archies, uh, I think I think the first thought that comes to your head is, sugar, da, 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 That's right. da, 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 yeah. oh, honey, honey. You know, beautiful. Let's talk. We talked about the past, and it's incredible. We could go on here for hours because I mean, every one of us is a book. I, I figured that out a long time ago. The future, the '90s, and beyond. For Baron Longfellow, are we going to have you on records again? Are we going to have the excitement that you brought us under the other persona? We, can we look forward to these great things? I, 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 I'm not one here to predict. All I know is that the the essence of of the, the the life support system that that made me write all those early songs is is very much alive, and I think that um, uh, the most the, the the key to 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 every artist is the songs. If you have the songs, if you're saying something that someone can relate to, you will have an audience. And um, I believe I have a lot left to say, and um, the. The down period for me was just a learning experience, a time for me to, to really uh, understand life a little more than I did when I was 16. I'm thrown into um, being a, a nobody, uh, and then a month later opening up for the Beach Boys. Uh, so there was there was a huge gap of learning, and, and um, it's uh, it's funny that 
I did my learning a little later on, and I'm continuing to learn. I'm, I've come to, to a, um, uh, a very, very important um, conclusion in my life, and that is that I don't know anything. Uh, all I know is that I have some musical um, uh, thoughts, and um, I'm excited because I think that the 90s are going to be um, one where we really need to communicate, and I, I believe that that may be what is my, my soul is about. And the message will come out. I think you're right, too. You know, just as an observation, uh, we've got groups on the charts. I mean, the charts are not homogenous as they used to be. There's a variance of charts, uh, which makes it different from the days of uh, the 60s and 70s. But there is right now a void uh, with what I call uh, upfront male uh, singers. You know, you've got the groups, you've got the, the girls on the charts, the, the females who were never on the charts. You know, God, in oh. the early days of, the, of rock and roll, you had Connie Francis and Patti Page and Brenda Lee yeah. and, and then Leslie Gore. That was it. So I think that there's a movement right now for that upfront uh, uh, male singer. I mean, the ones we have have been around for 10 or 15 yeah. years. The Elton Johns, uh, Rod Stewart, who paced himself very well, I always feel. People say, how come we don't know more about Rod Stewart? I said the guy's paced himself yeah, and he survived. Absolutely. I, I think that um, the, um, um, you can't go chasing a marketplace. You no. can't, you can't um, look and say, well, this is uh, what I'm going to do because uh, of the times. You know, I, I, do, the, do the times make the heroes or heroes make the times, you know? And I think that... Um, um, from my spirit, which is which is strictly a musical one, I'm I'm just I'm 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 hoping that that the audience out there is um, is 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 been waiting to hear some of the songs that I've I've, I've come up with, and, and uh, if I'm uh, the next uh, male um, artist um, that's on the horizon, then what a gift that would be. Maybe the sabbatical, which you've had, will be the best thing ever happened in your life. I, I, uh, to be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that it is, because um, um, I'm sitting here um, with, with just um, um, a smile from, from ear to ear, and, and I feel like I'm 16 years old again and sitting in front of Jeff Barry's office. That energy is there again. I yeah, see it in I it. really feel it. You know? <laughs> I can't explain it other than the fact that it's, it's, it's vibrating throughout me. You know? Well, go for it. You're a, you're a poet and you're a philosopher, and I've enjoyed this. One last question. Of all of the things that you put down, and it doesn't have to be a hit record, but of all the things that you created that went out there that the public heard, which one or two would you pick out as yours, of your favorite? Hmm. Well, I think that the, I had... Um, my very first song was a song called How Do We Ever Get This Way? And uh, there's a, um, a part of me that will always remember that because... It was a song that um, um, related to the girl that I really cared for who lived down the street from me. And, and um, it was really, it's, it's like your first love. And I think that um, it, there's a tie between Sugar Sugar and Rock Me Gently because um, um, they, really, they, they really turned the face of uh, a little bit of the music industry, especially yeah. Sugar Sugar. You know? I agree with that. I want to thank you. I'm looking forward to things from Baron Longfellow, and well, I love I, the name. I thank you very much. It's, it's an exciting period, and, and um, as I said when I first started, um, you know, my mom will always call me Andy, and, and my heart is, is still that. It's just that uh, somewhere along the line, um, um, you know, S.O. became Exxon, and Cassius Clay became Kareem Abdul. Um, 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 Cassius Clay, Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, and, and Lou Alcindor became... Um, uh, Karim Abdul-Jabbar, and so maybe uh, 
we'll forget the name and just enjoy the music. You know? Well, from one form to another, that's in nature, you know. Uh, well, I, I thank you. <laughs> Good luck. Thank you.